episode of the out of the loop podcast explain of thrones edition my name is matt i am the unfamiliar that means i know about as much about game of thrones as i do about hair um meaning other people get to enjoy it and i just get to hear about it um i've never seen a single episode but thankfully i have people in my life that can tell me about this uh, television phenomenon. Um, one of these people, known as the familiar, he is the leader of the pod squad. He is the forebear of protective headwear. First of his name, commissioner of thy fantasy football, giant among giants fans, Seer of Disneyland, breaker of chains, <laughs> lifter of weights, <laughs> quadzilla, <laughs> muscle flex brook, <laughs> the Michael Phelps of being svelte, assistant <laughs> to the loop manager, it's Rodney. Hey, Pod Squad. Uh, wow, I feel like uh, Daenerys here with all them titles and uh, awesome intro there. Yes, I am a familiar. I have seen Game of Thrones. It's awesome. I love re-watching them to explain it to Matt. And I am partnered up here with Shane. What's up, podcast people? Uh, I just want to mention that uh, I am the said champion of the league that Rodney is commissioner of. So there you go. Yeah, that was a completely nonsense. I, I definitely changed the rules next year. No more week 17. No, I, oh, I, I, Lamar yeah. Jackson. I should have been smarter about it. Well, that was your fault. Did I not just say I should have been smarter about it? <laughs> wow. To be fair. So I, I told you. Yes. A year ago to change it. Because I felt that I won my second of my back-to-back championships on some bullshit because my opponent had a lot of people sit out. And I was happy to have taken my championship, but I probably shouldn't have won under, you know, more standard rules. Right. I think I get you a ring, right, Shane? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I need to bring you the trophy for you to put his name on it and give it to him. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yes. So whenever um, we're allowed to go outside again, uh, <laughs> then I will bring you the trophy at the uh, earliest possible time. Sounds good. I, I am in no hurry. I'm willing to bet Shane is. Yeah, probably. No, I'm good. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't get it until the end, isn't that the thing? Uh, you get it during the draft. The draft? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm good. I can't imagine that uh, 
Shane's wife is going to ha- be happy to have another knickknack around the house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Um, you deserve your celebration. I'm ju- I, I decided to take my, 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 my one year off last year. And uh, I'll, I'll come back and, and get it next year. Nice. All right. In 2020. So the last... Because there is no football season in 2020. Exactly. Uh, so the last few episodes, we've been uh, teasing uh, emails. So, Matt, uh, that's your, your your cue. You've got mail. Mm. <laughs> Good job. What do I we like got, Matt? That. You You probably should have said something to me before we started recording, because now I have to go grab my phone. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, talk amongst yourselves. All right, no, no. So, what we'll do, uh, through the magic of podcasts, we'll uh, pretend that we talked about it now, but we'll do it at the end, and then Rodney will put it in the beginning. Okay. Hey, everybody, it's Evan. Sound good? <laughs> oh, he got it already. Huh? Yeah, no. Oh, you got it? Yeah, it was like 20 feet away from me. Oh, okay. But, You've uh, got mail. Yeah. <laughs> So, Matt, what do we got in the inbox? Okay. Um, oh, man. All right. We got an email. Um, it says, hello, Loop Troop. So, clearly, I'm the favorite here. Um, but it's from someone that I don't know. So, I'm assuming that, uh, Rodney, you do you know Brittany? I do know a Brittany, yes. Okay. This email says, dear Loop Troop... Y'all need to stop doing me dirty. (laughs) I love hearing about all the shows and categories you guys watch and love, but let's try and stay on track here. Ha ha. Just kidding. (laughs) Kinda. She's only kinda kidding. Uh, She might have to disagree with some of our choices for these top three categories. First off, she'd like to point out that no one said anything about Red Hot Chili Peppers for their 90s selections. Um, Brittany, that was on purpose. Um, <laughs> um, she's a little disappointed but anywho if we gentlemen can swing back around to the wonderful world of Game of Thrones her Tuesdays would be much better this is from a couple weeks ago um, by the way on shows that uh, we're watching she can't remember if any of us have seen Lock and Key or The, Outside, uh, the Outsider and she um she recommends that uh, we check those out. I've only heard of Lock and Key. That's on Netflix, right? Um, I've I don't even think I've ever heard of it. Oh, so I, I've just seen posts about it. Yeah, yeah, I saw the the like trailer for it. Um, yeah, it looks cool. That that one's a, a comic book based show, so I'd, I'd be into watching it. Cool. The other one, Outsider. What is, what is that? The I've Outsider. Never, I don't know. I've never heard of it. Uh, I haven't either. Okay. I've never heard either. Um, Red Hot Peppers and The Outsider. Nice. Um, also, we should check out the podcast Tales by Parcast. Um, oh. And it's more for Rodney since he's a big Disney fan. Oh, sweet. Excellent. I will definitely check that out. And you are, in fact, the seer of Disneyland. Um, so uh, she's sorry that she took so long to to write in. And uh, yeah, 
there there's that so awesome. Brittany, thank you very much for for emailing as you can see um or as you can hear uh we actually um decided to uh we we decided to follow your your game of thrones guidance uh before even knowing that you had given us this this advice we have done thrones episodes what like six in a row now right guys at least five yeah 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 so yeah we're we're gonna get through season six and then we'll probably do something fun again um and uh yeah that is that is the only email all right all right emails completed yes perfect so what have you guys been watching (laughs) really (laughs) you switched that one what uh, yeah, I like that one better. Really? Sounded good to me. No, that was awesome. Oh man. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, so my wife wanted me to bring up uh Westworld. Oh, what's this? Uh, season. We're in the season three of Westworld. Um, it's really good. It's. Uh, I don't know if you've watched it. It's kind of moved beyond what season one. We're kind of tied to a certain area, and now it's moved outside of that. Um, takes place a little bit in the future, so a lot of the stuff they do, it seems like um, an episode of uh, Black Mirror in some aspects. You know, technology and the way it could uh, influence society and stuff like that. It's it's good. Oh, okay. I haven't seen any uh, Westworld. I watched the first episode when it came out, like within a week of it coming out. And um, I meant to go back to it, and I never did. So I I, I thought I liked it, but maybe subconsciously I didn't. Yeah. No, that's really good. What's that about? We enjoy it. Huh? Uh, So there's a... It's in slightly future, and there's basically a a theme park right so in the theme park are these uh they call them hosts so they're basically robots or um androids or whatever and people can pay to go into the theme park and essentially do whatever they want uh kill uh you know worse than kill um, and they're basically they interact. the The hosts have programmed, you know, their their uh, personalities, and, and they have uh, certain aspects and certain storylines that they're supposed to uh, play through. And the people come in who who pay to go to the theme park. They come in, and they can either you know go along with this guy and help uh save some people or they can join up with this mob and rob banks or whatever um and basically it's a you know a western themed place and you know people dress up in cowboy gear and go spend a week or a month or however much they can afford and live in this world um but yeah it's just about you know the the people that uh 
visit it and how it affects them and how they can live out their deepest, darkest fantasies. Um, it's about the creators of this world and how, why they created it and, you know, how they do. And then it's also about uh, the hosts uh, themselves as well, because, you know, they're not really what they seem when we first meet them. So it's, it's really good. Oh, okay. Sounds yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so you'd, you'd love it. Okay. I, I love Western, so I probably would love it. Yeah. It's like a futuristic Western uh, so sci-fi. Star Wars? Good. No. <laughs> they, they haven't sold out yet. So. Oh, okay. Mm. What about you, Matt? Shots fired, George Lucas. <laughs> um, I haven't really been watching anything. I've I've been I've been playing video games. Um, uh, NBA two K twenty. Every NBA two K is a is a very regular. It's usually the only game that I play because I just don't have time for anything else. Um, but. I have been playing Spider-Man finally. Um, it is fantastic. And um, a couple months ago, the Uncharted games were on um, PlayStation Plus for free. So I got them all. And uh, those games are pretty fun. So yeah. that's what I've been doing with uh, my normal just like sit back and watch TV time. Nice. Very cool. I talked about how I was playing Dead by Daylight, right? Yes. Yeah. And, then, and you talked about how um, you were a little bitch that wouldn't buy a Nintendo Switch. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, find one. Well, I mean, everybody has excuses, Rodney. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we, we would love to play it with you, but you don't have the same system as us. Yeah. Serious. <sighs> Sorry. Rodney, what system do you have? Me uh PS4 and then I use my PC. Oh, then we we can play on PS4. Yeah. Well my PS4 is in storage right now. Oh for fuck's sake, Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So you play this game on, on PC? Yes. Uh. I've never been one for PC gaming. Oh, really? That's so much fun. My computer can barely handle Skype, so I doubt it could handle online gaming for that. Um, I, uh, I, I met somebody. I so I I met somebody at work, my first day of work uh, a few years ago, and he asked like if I played video games, which I think is a weird way to start, like a. conversation with somebody and i was like yeah yeah and he's like oh what do you have i told him that i had a ps4 and then he was like oh you don't you don't pc game and i was like no and then he referred to it as the master race Mm. and it made me very uncomfortable and we never spoke again (laughs) yeah (laughs) we never spoke on like on like a personal level ever again Nice. Yeah. What was that? Huh? Your old job? Your uh, current job? 
current. Uh, yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't where where you were. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I would have told you the first day. I'd be like, "Hey, man, this weirdo just <laughs> just called PC gaming the master race. What the <laughs> hell, what the hell have I gotten into here?" <laughs> yeah. Do you want to join? Yeah. <laughs> like recruiting you. Want... you? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I I, don't, I haven't been doing much just because I just walk now after work. I'm like so bored. I'm like. I got to see something else for a little bit. Yeah. Well, you need to get out of that uh, English pub playing soccer. <laughs> man. That's very you know true. I mean? You can't uh, stay there I all day. I true. totally agree. Got a point. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do you need to recap, right. Matt? Um, just, just a quick little, little, little snippets. Um, what was last week's episode called? The Broken Man. The Broken Man. Okay. So, the Hound is back. And yep. he was at like I don't know. I mean, was it like a was it like a religious group whatever? Uh yeah, so yeah. they're building a church essentially. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um they all get slaughtered by the uh, Brotherhood. And um, the Hound is now on a mission. He's back to being the Hound um, after, you know, pretty much. Well, I think that the, the Broken Man title is referring to him because Brienne broke him when she damn near killed him. Um, then uh, Arya is trying to leave Bravos. But Vanilla Wafer came across as an old lady <laughs> and, like, shanked her. And then she headbutted her with the back of her head to, to, and dove into the water to get away. So now Arya is roaming through the streets of Bravos, bleeding from the stomach. We don't know what she's going to do, how she's going to be saved. Um, John and Sansa are gathering their army to go to Winterfell. It went okay but not great um they don't have numbers on their side but they do have um people that are willing to fight alongside them uh did i pretty much get everything um what is going on in the north uh did we talk about that last episode Yes. Uh, you mean like, you mean like yes. with Bran? They're going for houses. Remember, they're looking at different houses. They talked to Liana uh, that, Mormont. That's what I said. That's what I said. John, John and Sansa are building their, their army. Oh, I'm sorry. You just touched on it. She was a cool character. That's why. So uh, uh, to me, to me, it, it means more. Anyway, whatever. Yes. Um, and then, um, I don't know, Cersei is plotting to do something, I don't know. And um, Marjorie is, is pretending to be religious now just to, just to save herself. And she basically sent gave a message to Olena to get the hell out of here before they go after yeah. you next. Yeah. So um, I think that's where we're at. 
Okay. All right. Well, let's get down to business, guys. Did that play normal? So, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So, 608, uh, no one. What does that mean, Matt? Um, Somebody is going to find Arya borderline dead and be like, um, and like save her and like bring her in and try to nurse her to health. And then the, she's going to ask her what her name is, and she's going to say no one, and then she's going to die. Nice. So we start in Bravos. Uh, Lady Crane uh, is playing Cersei uh, in the same play that we've seen various snippets of. Um, this is where Joffrey's dead, and she's holding Joffrey's body, um, making her speech. Um, but remember last time she said it was garbage, uh, but now it's been changed. Um, it says, uh, Lady Crane goes on, my son, my firstborn son, my child king, hush, listen to the gods for they, uh, for you, they sing for, uh, fight no more, sweet child. Your wars are won. The wolves are buried and the false stag done. Shut your blue eyes. My love, let the crown fall. The father above beckons you to his hall in seventh heaven. I'll see you once more. But now I seek vengeance on Sansa the whore and my brother the imp who killed his own king. Born amongst lions, our curse from within. I will slay him, I swear, with noose or with knife, though it, may, uh, though it take me a fortnight, a moon, or a, a life. Uh, so this, you know, really moved the crowd. A lot of them are in uh, tears by the time she finishes. Um, they end up with a, a big applause. Um, she walks uh, backstage while the play continues. Uh, she you moves her wig. The show Seventh Heaven. Yes, I remember big. it. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that the dad ended up being like a huge pedophile? What? Yeah, man, the dad on Seventh Heaven ended up being like a massive pedophile. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, who's that? I don't remember the actor's name. He played um, Andy's dad on The Office for one episode. Oh, yeah. That guy. Uh, let me see. Was he in Dexter? Stephen uh, Collins. Shit, was he in Dexter? Let me find out. So. Let me check this IMDB thing. He was in... Was he in Dexter? Hold on. I don't think so. Who who was he no. in? Who do you think he was in Dexter? He was that uh, older detective that Deborah kind of hooked up with for a little no, bit. No, 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 no. That that is um, something like Keith Carradine or something. Um, that dude it's is different in person. De- he's in Deadwood. Yeah, that, that that that's a different guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he's. Uh... Been in a lot of things. Um, anyway, but, sorry. Oh, wow. I, I heard oh. you say Seventh Heaven, and I was like, man, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she walks backstage as the play continues. Uh, she removes her wig, sits down at her table. 
Uh, she gets her trusty bottle of rum ready to pour when she hears something uh, out in the corner. Uh, she walks uh, to some of the hanging costumes, and behind it uh, is Arya laying down on the ground, pale and bloody. Um, we now go to uh, Lady Crane's rooms. Uh, Arya is all patched up and sitting up in bed. Um, Arya says, you're good at that. Well, um, where did you learn? Uh, she's a, Lady Crane says, I'm a jealous woman. I've always liked bad men, and they've always liked me. Uh, they come home from wherever uh, they were for the night, stinking of some horse perfume. So we'd fight, and I'd put a hole in them. And then I'd feel terrible, so I'd patch them up. I got good at patching them up. Uh, and Arya chuckles, says, and good at putting holes in them. Uh, uh, she asks, what happened to the actress, the one who wanted you dead? Uh, Lady Crane says, oh, Bianca, she'll have a hard time finding work as an actress after what I did to her face. Um, Lady Crane gives Arya a bowl of soup. Arya tries it, and you can tell it's not very good. Uh, Lady Crane says, I never did learn to cook, but eat. Uh, you need it. The company is moving on to soon, so you should come with us. God damn it. <laughs> hey, uh, Shane, you're going to want to change that uh, color scheme there, bud. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Arya says, I can't. Lady Crane says, why not? Got a feeling you'd be good at this sort of work. Uh, and besides, we need a new actress. Um, Arya says, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think I can remember all the lines. Lady Crane insists, uh, come with us. What's left for you here? Uh, Arya tells her, you wouldn't be safe, not while she's looking for me. Uh, Lady Crane asks who. Um, Arya says, she doesn't have a name. Uh, Lady Crane, you know, uh, takes this and, and finally accepts it and says, well, then where will you go? Uh, Arya says, Essos is east and Westeros is west. But, but what is west of Westeros? Uh, Lady Crane admits she does not know. Uh, Arya says, nobody does. That's where all the maps stop. Uh, Lady Crane says, the edge of the world, maybe. Arya tells her she'd like to see that. Uh, Lady Crane pours a white substance into a glass um, Ari asks what it is. Uh, Lady okay. Crane tells her. What? What? Cocaine. Oh. <laughs> they said, okay. Uh, Lady Crane... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. She tells her it's milk with a poppy. Ari says, I don't, I don't want it. Uh, Lady Crane says, sleep is the only way you'll heal. Trust me, if the soup didn't kill you, nothing will. Uh, so Arya drinks it and lays back and falls asleep. Uh, we go to the Riverlands. All right. So in the Riverlands, there's four guys sitting around a fire in the woods. Two guys are older than these other two, and they're picking on them. The older ones. Uh, they're like <laughs> they're oh, talking shit, to them. They're picking on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're talking to them about like what's the proper techniques for kissing a woman and all this stuff. So the guys are like, oh, we need to, we know how. And he's like, have you done this proper one? So he's going to teach him. So the older gentleman gets one of the younger ones um, to stand up. He's like, all right, now pay attention. First, you put your left hand on the back of the lady's head, your right hand on the small of the lady's back. Very romantic, right? And then you take your middle finger, yeah, and he, and he puts his hand down the guy's britches and sticks his middle finger up his butthole. Bunghole, I should say. <laughs> and then he pulls it out and he says, uh, 
he says, so fucking close. Ah, smells like pussy to me. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then <laughs> while they're all having a laugh, the accosted man is standing there um, and on his own. And then the other three look. So it's like a shoulder shot. So he's facing them. They look over his shoulder and the hound is seen walking pissed off towards the men. The three of them um, by the fire are are getting ready to, to fight because like, oh, shit, this guy's coming towards us. The young man turns around and as the hound approaches, the hound just swings his axe and takes his head clear off. Oh, uh, the hound then buries the axe in the other young guy that was sitting next to him right in his chest. And that dude is like split in half. The two older men uh, run off to get their swords, but the hound swings his axe that cuts one man's throat and then swings towards the other one that hits him between the legs, basically guilted him. The last man falls to his knees, the one that got his member removed, basically. And the hound asks, where's the other one? The one with the yellow cloak. And the man just goes, fuck you. And the hound says, those are your last words? Fuck you? Come on, you could do better than that. And the man, the man takes like five, ten seconds, then he goes, cunt. <laughs> and the hound says, you're shit at dying, you know that? And then he brings his axe down across his head. And then we go to Marine. So on the streets of Marine, uh, vendors uh, are selling food. Uh, they're selling their clay pots. Um, the Unsullied are patrolling the streets. Um, there's a red priestess preaching to the crowd. Uh, she says in, I believe it's Valerian, uh, from the fire she was reborn to remake the world. Daenerys, Daenerys is a gift for, uh, from the Lord of Light to her children. If we are steadfast in our love for the queen and her faithful advisors, no man will ever lock us in chains. Um, while the priestess is uh, spitting uh, her speech to the crowd, Varys and Tyrion walk by. Uh, Tyrion, you know, is awfully pleased with himself. He says, I'd call that a successful gambit. Look around. The city has come back to life. Uh, Varys warns him, says, you made a pact with fanatics. Uh, Tyrion says, I did, and it worked. Uh, Varys says, if you shaved your beard with a straight razor, you'd say the razor worked. That doesn't mean it won't cut your throat. Uh, Tyrion says, spoken like a man who has never had to shave. I'm going to miss you. And Varys says, I know. Tyrion goes on, I hope you're right about this expedition of yours. Varys says, if I don't return, you'll know I was wrong. We need friends in Westeros, and we need ships. Uh, Tyrion says, most of all, we need our queen. Varys says, she'll come back. She has to. My heart's been broken too many times already. I'll walk the rest of the way myself. I can't go off on a secret mission in the company of the most famous dwarf in the city. And this is where Varys leaves. Uh... Tyrion kind of yells after him uh, and corrects him. The most famous dwarf in the world. Uh, Varys has a smile and then continues to walk off. Uh, this is when we go to King's Landing. Uh, so in King's Landing, uh, the Faith Militant is now in the Red Keep uh, to visit Cersei. She wonders why they are there. Uh, so she walks to the courtyard with Kyburn and the Mountain to find uh, about ten of them in the courtyard waiting for her, and it's led by Lancel. Lancel says, 
Your Grace, His Holiness, the High Septon wishes to speak with you at the Great Scepter of Baylor, Sept of Baylor. Cersei, His Holiness, the High Septum, is welcome to see me here in the Red Keep. Lancel, Your Grace, this is not a request. Cersei, it is a request, Cousin Lancel. You are asking me for something I'm refusing. Lancel, the High Septum commands you. Are you sure you want to refuse him? Cersei, he promised me I could stay in the Red Keep until my trial. Lancel, he made no such promise. If you refuse to come on your your own free will, and then Cersei interrupts, get out. Lancel nods at the men uh, with him. They take out their weapons and walks towards Cersei. She steps aside uh, as the mountain steps up. Lancel, move aside, sir. And the mountain just stands there, breathes uh, just very heavily and just raspy. Uh, order your men to step aside. Order, I'm sorry. Order your man to step aside or we will be forced to use violence. After a long pause, Cersei says, I choose violence. One of the faith militant takes his like spiked weapon. There's like four prongs or whatever. And he slams into the mountain's chest plate. And it's stuck in there. Because it, it goes through the armor, but it's just stuck in there. The mountain just stood there. Um, when the man tries to swing the weapon again, the mountain grabs him by the neck, lifts him up off his feet. Uh, while the rest of them are just basically backing up to get into safe distance. The mount mountain throws the man across the courtyard. Um, then he walks over to the guy who's on his stomach, puts, I think, one knee on his back, and puts a hand under his chin, and fucking mortal combats him. Pulls his head right off. Oh and then the mountain walks God. back to Cersei. Oh my God. And Cersei okay. says... So uh, I, I know that I, I made plenty of jokes and I kind of rolled my eyes and stuff, but Franken Mountain is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, Cersei then tells uh, Lancel or the rest of them, please tell his high holiness he's welcome to visit uh, basically her there. And then we go to River Run. So outside River Run, uh, Brienne and Podrick arrive um, and look upon the siege. Um, they are soon escorted uh, into the camp by Lannister soldiers. Um, Brienne and Jamie are inside the tent. Uh, Podrick is waiting outside uh, when Bronn sneaks up on him to put him in a chokehold. Uh, Bronn says, getting a bit old to be a squire, aren't we? Um, Podrick fucking pain. I thought you'd be dead by now. Uh, he lets go. Podrick says, uh, not yet. Uh, Bronn asks, are they in there? Podrick says, yes. Uh, Bronn says, you think they're fucking? Podrick's kind of taking it back. What? No. Uh, Bronn says, why not? I'd fuck her. You'd fuck her, wouldn't you? Uh, Podrick says, no, I'm her squire. Uh, Bronn says, oh, and then kind of laughs. Well, he'd fuck her, that's for sure. And she'd fuck him, don't you think? The way she looks at him. The way, all, uh, the way all women look at him, frankly, is quite irritating. I preferred working with the little brother on that account. Come on, you're the one with the magic cock, and he grabs him uh, by his balls and gives him a squeeze. Uh, you must have shown her it to her by now. Uh, Podrick says, she's training me to fight. And Bron asks, oh, is she? Uh, Podrick says, an hour in the morning, very proud, you know, very proud of, of what he's learning. And an hour at night. Every single day. Uh, Bronn asks, then how come an old cunt like me can still sneak up and murder you? 
Uh, Padre kind of gets his sheepish look and says, well, that's a different sort of fighting. And Bron says, now, isn't that the truth? You want to learn that sort of fighting? And Padre gets this uh, smirk on his face and kind of nods. Uh, Bron says, all right, all right, let's start with your footwork. Show me your stance. Uh, listen to me, Pod. See how your feet are about a yard apart? And he points down. And as Padre looks down, Bron slaps him in the face. Uh, he tells him, lesson number one, assume everyone wants to hit you, because they do, Pod. Everyone wants to hit a fucking swire. Do it again. Come on. Don't sulk. And this is where we go inside the tent. Uh, Jamie says, I never thought you'd find her. I just assumed Sansa was dead. Uh, Brienne says, why would you assume that? And Jamie says, in my experience, girls like that uh, don't live very long. Brienne says, I don't think you know many girls like her. Uh, Jamie says, well, I'm proud of you. I am. You fulfilled your oath to Catelyn Stark against all odds. Of course, my sister wants Sansa dead. Uh, the girl uh, is still a suspect in Joffrey's murder. So there is that complication. What the hell are you in here? Uh, Brienne says, I've come for the blackfish. Uh, Jamie says, you're welcome to have him. Brienne goes on. Lady Sansa desires to take her ancestral seat back from the Boltons and assume her rightful position as Lady of Winterfell. And Jamie asks, with what army does she plan on taking Winterfell? Brienne says, the Tully army. Jamie said, they're a bit occupied at the moment. I was sent here to reclaim River Run, currently defended by the Tully rebels. So you can see the conundrum. Uh, Brienne says, the Tullys are rebels because they're fighting for their own home. Jamie says, River Run was granted to the phrase by royal decree. And Brienne snarkily says, as a reward for betraying Rob Stark and slaughtering his family. Jamie says, exactly. And then he kind of pauses and says, we shouldn't argue about politics. Brienne, uh, you know, pushes forward, says, you're a knight, Sir Jamie. I know there's honor in you. I've seen it myself. Jamie steps in and says, I am a Lannister. Don't ask me to betray my own house. Brienne says, I do no such thing. Take River Run without bloodshed. Ride south again with your mission complete and your army intact. Jamie's curious and asks, what do you propose? Brienne says, allow me to enter River Run under a flag of truce. Let me try to persuade the Blackfish to give up the castle. Jamie says, why would he abandon his ancestral home? Brienne says, because you'll allow him to lead the Tully forces safely north. Uh, Jamie's, you know, uh, asks, have you ever met him? She says no. And he goes on, he's even more stubborn than you are. All right. Try to talk some sense into the old goat. He won't listen, but his men might. Not everybody wants to die for someone else's home. Brienne says, I need your word. If I persuade him to abandon the castle, you'll grant a safe passage north. Jamie gives her his word. Uh, he says, you have until nightfall. And this is where uh, Brienne takes off her sword, hands it to Jamie. Uh, Brienne says, you gave it to me for a purpose. I've achieved that purpose. <clears throat> and then Jamie just kind of stares at her. Um, this is actually a pretty tender moment. It says, it's yours. It will always be yours. Uh, Brienne says, uh, one last thing, Sir Jamie. And then Jamie says, yes, Lady Brienne. Uh, Brienne says, should I fail to persuade the Blackfish to surrender? And if, you're attack and if you attack the castle, honor compels me to fight for Sansa's kin. Jamie says, of course it does. And then Brienne, you know, furthermore says, to fight you. And then Jamie says, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Um, and then uh, it, we go to inside the castle Brienne is following around the blackfish. He's busy, you know, making sure the guards are doing what they can. He says he feels like there's an attack coming tonight. Um, 
she tries she does her best to try and convince him to uh help sansa but he just he won't do it so she failed and she has uh padre go find a raven so she can tell sansa that they failed and we go back to king's landing so in king's landing cersei walks into the throne room because she's heard that there was to be an announcement uh kevin who's now the hand of the king tells her and uh, doesn't tell her um that there was an announcement and doesn't let her stand by her son she is told to stand in the gallery with the other ladies of the court as Tommen walks in sits down at the throne so Tommen says lords and ladies the faith and the crown are the two pillars that hold up the world one collapses so does the other the father judges us all if you break his laws you will be punished after conferring with His Holiness the High Septum, we are uh, we have determined that Loras Tyrell and Cersei Lannister's trials will be held in the Great Sept of Baelor on the first day of the Festival of the Mother. Furthermore, after much prayer and reflection, the Crown has decided that from the, this day forward, trial by combat will be forbidden without, within the Seven Kingdoms. Um, every time he's talking, like he's always giving a side glance to his mother because... He's basically between a rock and a hard spot, but he's kind of trying to choose the lesser evil, I guess. Um, the tradition, uh, he basically says that tradition is a brutish one. It's a scheme devised by corrupt rulers in order to avoid true judgment by the gods. Uh, Cersei Lannister and Loras Tyrell will stand trial before seven septums as it was in the early days of the faith. And then he says, seven blessings to you all. Uh, Tommy gets up, walks out of the throne room. Um, Cersei tries to like walk towards him, but he just keeps marching on until he's out of there. Uh, Kyburn walks up to Cersei, says, Your Grace, the old rumors you told me about, my little birds investigated. Cersei says, And was it just a rumor or something more? Kyburn says, More, much more. And then we cut to Marine, and inside Marine, we have Tyrion uh, with Masande and Grey Worm, and they're in the, the pyramid. Um, wait, 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 hang on. Uh, Are we supposed to know what Kyburn's talking about there, or is that uh, a slow burn to something else? It's something else. We don't know yet. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Do you uh, have so, a guess on what that means? Yeah. Uh, um, the existence of dragons, maybe? I don't know. Okay. Um, sorry, so we're in Marine, and Tyrion is in the pyramid with Missandei and Grey Worm. They're having some like fun banter until um, there's this bell ringing from outside the the Great Pyramid. Grey Worm runs off uh, to command his Unsullied outside uh, from that one area where you could look out. There's just a whole massive fleet of ships coming towards Marine. And Missandei says, the masters have come for their property. And then we go to River Run. So back in River Run, uh, Jamie goes to visit Edmure in his tent. Uh, Jamie says, Lord Edmure, I apologize for the way the phrase treated you. A man of your birth deserves better. You have my word. You'll be properly fed and clothed from now on. <clears throat> Edmure says, I have your word. And he scoffs. Oh, good. 
Good. That's that's a fine thing. My uncle will never surrender the castle, sir. Whatever game you're playing. Uh, Jamie says the blackfish is an old man. A good death is all he can hope for. But you, you have a child now, I've heard. A son you sired on your wedding night. You're a potent man. Edmure says a son I've never met. Uh, born of a wife that I haven't seen since our first night together. Jamie says you should be with them both. I can arrange that, you know. Comfortable rooms for you at Casterly Rock, a tutor for your boy, knights to train him to fight and to ride, and when he comes of age, he'll have a keep of his own. Edmure says, do you imagine yourself a decent person? Is that it? After you've massacred my family, kept me in a cell for years, stolen our lands? Jamie goes on, I'll remind you that our houses are at war. I'm sorry if this conflict has inconvenienced you, but rebelling against the crown does have consequences. Edmure says, says the man who shoved his sword through his king's back. Uh, Jamie goes on, did I give you uh, the impression that this was a negotiation? It's not. Uh, Edmure says, you understand. On some level, you understand that you're an evil man. Jamie tells him, I'll leave the judgment to the gods. Edmure says, well, that is convenient for you. You're a fine looking fellow, aren't you? Uh, your square jaw, your golden armor. Tell me. I want to know. I truly do. How do you live with yourself? All of us have uh, have to believe that we're decent, don't we? Uh, you have to sleep at night. How do you tell yourself that you're decent after everything that you've done? Jamie says, I was your sister's prisoner once. She hit me on the head with a rock, if I remember correctly. Edmure says, yeah, she should have killed you. Jamie says, perhaps, but she didn't. Catelyn Sark hated me just like you hate me, but I didn't hate her. I admired her far more than her husband or her son. Edgar says, do you think I care whom you admire and whom you don't? Jamie says, no, I don't. But I'm telling you anyway because you're my prisoner. You don't have a choice. The love she had for her children, I was a little awed by it, reminded me of my sister. Edgar says, oh, oh, I see. You're a madman. Jamie says, I'm not here to trade insults. Your sister was a strong, and then Edmure cuts him off and says, don't talk about Cat. Actually yells at him. Jamie says, I'll talk about whomever I want. She loved her children. I suppose all mothers do, but Catelyn and Cersei, there's a fierceness you don't often see. They'd do anything to protect their babies, start a war, burn cities to ash, free their worst enemies, the things we do for love. Edmure says, you didn't come here to talk about our sisters. Jamie says, that's exactly why I came here. I love Cersei. You can laugh at that if you want. You can sneer. Doesn't matter. She needs me. And to get back to her, I have to take River Run. I'll send for your baby boy, and I'll launch him into River Run with a catapult. Because you don't matter to me, Lord Edmure. Your son doesn't matter to me. The people in the castle don't matter to me. Only Cersei. And if I have to slaughter every Tully who ever lived to get back to her, that's exactly what I'll do. So we go uh, a little later that night. Edmure is walking towards the castle. Uh, the guard up on the wall asks, who goes there? Edmure says, Edmure Tully, son of Hoster Tully and the rightful lord of Riverrun. I demand entry. Uh, Blackfish is by the guard and says, don't let him in. But the guard says, he's the lord. Uh, I have to obey his commands. Blackfish says, he's been their captive ever since they murdered his king at the Red Wedding. Why do you think the people who murdered his king at the Red Wedding would decide to let him come? Because it's a trap, you idiot. Don't let him in. The guard says, he's my lord, my lord. 
Uh, I've sworn to serve the Lord of River Run and obey his commands. Blackfish goes on. You're not obeying Edmure's commands. You're obeying the fucking Kingslayer's commands. Edmure says uh, from below, you know, I demand entry. Uh, the guard goes on. My Lord has given an order. Blackfish says, but with a knife to his throat. That's not a valid order. The guard gives a command to lower the drawbridge and open the gate for Lord. Uh, when the blackfish starts to pull out his short, his sword, his sword, <laughs> his shorts, <laughs> here's my shorts, his sword. <laughs> um, and this is when the, there's a bunch more soldiers around and they all pull out their swords. So he knows he's outnumbered at that point. <clears throat> the guard says, you are not lord of this castle, my lord. Lower the drawbridge. So they lower the drawbridge. Uh, Edmure enters the castle. Um, Jamie is watching on horseback uh, from back from their camp as Black Walder rides up uh, next to him. Black Walder tells him, if you're wrong, we've just surrendered our most valuable prisoner. Uh, inside, the Tully soldiers, along with the Blackfish, uh, watch as Edmure walks inside. Uh, Edmure walks up to the wall to where that same uh, guard was standing. Uh, the guard says, welcome home, my lord. Edmure tells him, command all forces within the castle to lay down their arms, open the gates. And the guards kind of hesitate, says, my lord. Edmure says, the lord, sorry, your lord has given a command. The drawbridges are lord, and the Lannister Frey army enter the castle. Um, Edmure to the same guy says, find the blackfish, put him in irons, and hand him over to the Freys. Uh, so inside the castle, uh, um, there's this like escape uh, river. Uh, I don't know. It's access to the river from inside the castle. Um, the Blackfish led Brienne and Podrick there uh, so they could leave. Uh, Brienne says, come with us. And the Blackfish says, I've run before uh, at the Red Wedding. I'm not running again. This is my family home. Brienne says, your family is in the north. Come with us. Don't die for pride when you can fight for your blood. The Blackfish says, you'll serve Sansa far better than I ever could. Um, they hear soldiers approaching from above. Uh, the Blackfish pulls out his uh, sword. He says, go on now. I haven't had a proper sword fight in years. Uh, I expect I'll make a damn fool of myself. Um, later on, as the Frey banners and Lannister banners are being hung from the castle, uh, a soldier approaches Jamie. He tells them they found the Blackfish. Uh, but that he died fighting. Um, as Jamie looks out uh, from the castle walls, he sees the boat that Brienne and Podrick are escaping on. Um, you know, he's surprised uh, when he sees it, and he kind of looks around to make sure he's the only one that saw it. Uh, Brienne looks back, uh, sees Jamie. Uh, he waves, she waves, and then they just sail on uh, their merry way. And we go to Marine. So Marine, all sorts of flaming arrows and trebuchets are shooting stuff into the cities. Um, Tyrion admits he was wrong. He tries to offer advice for the defense of the city, but Grey Worm dismisses him. He says they are going to stay in the pyramid and wait until the masters come to them. They're, then all of a sudden there's this loud thud like something landed on top of the roof. They all draw their weapons, and the Unsullies go outside to the balcony to investigate. When he, uh, when he sees, uh, when the Unsullied guy goes out the door or the the walkway, 
Uh, as soon as he sees what it is, he goes to his knees, and Daenerys walks in um, into the chamber. And then it's kind of another cool shot where it's oh, uh, you can see out past her, and you just see Drogon flying in the in the distance. Nice. And then we go to the Riverlands. Do you want me to take this one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the Riverlands. It's the Hound, and he's determined walking along when he sees three men with noose around their necks. They're about to be hung. Um, Beric Dondarrion, do you remember him? Baron Von Raschke, yeah. Yeah. He is there <laughs> along with Thoris of Mir. The three men being hung are the ones that um, rode up on uh, Brother Ray asking for food and steel. Yeah. Uh, so, Beric says, Clegane, what the fuck you doing here? The hound. Chasing them. You? Beric. Hang, hanging them? Hound. Any particular reason? Beric. They're our men. Or they were. They attacked a nearby sept and murdered the villagers. Why do you want them? The hound. Same reason. I was helping build it. They killed, my, they killed a friend of mine. Thoris. You've got friends? The hound. Not anymore. They're mine. Beric. It's the Brotherhood's good name they had dragged through the, the dirt. The Hound. Fuck your name. They're mine. I killed you once before, Dondarian. Happy to do it again. As he says, another man from like his right pulls an arrow and points it at the Hound. The Hound says, drop that arrow, you bloody girl. Tougher girls than you have tried to kill me. <laughs> uh, Beric. <laughs> you, could have that, you could have one of them. Uh, the Hound... Uh, walks up to the man that has the arrow uh, with his axe, and then he asks two, and so they 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 gave him two. Thoris, uh, so once they dis- decide that he can kill two, he goes up to with his axe to one of the guys he's about to swing, and Thoris says, "No, no, 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 we're not butchers. We hang them." The hound says, "Hanging all over in an instant. What's the punishment for that? Where's the punishment for that? Beric, they die." The hound. We all bloody die except uh, this one here. The hound points to uh, Beric. If only uh, I'll only gut one of them. The Beric, uh, Beric says no. I'll chop off one hand. And Beric says we gave you two of the three out of respect for your loss. That's generous. <laughs> the hound says bunch of Nancys. Where was a, there was a time I would have killed all seven of you just to gut these three. Thoris, you're getting old Clegane. The hound said, he's not. Um, the hound kicks the stool uh, under two of the men standing on him. Uh, while Barrett kicks the third man's stool out. And the men start hanging there and dying. The hound takes one of the men's boots off, measures it to his foot, and starts to put it on. So now he's got new shoes. Yay. Uh, <laughs> so they are all sitting around a campfire eating. Thoris, you ought to join us. We could use you. The hound, I tried joining. Didn't work out for me. Thoris. Clegane, we're here for a reason. The Lord of Light is keeping Beric alive for a reason. He gave, uh, he gave a failed drunk priest the power to bring him back for a reason. We are part of something larger than ourselves. The Hound. Lots of horrible shit in the world gets done from something larger than others. Beric. Cold winds are rising in the north. Hound. And you're going to go and stop them? Beric. We need good men to help us. Hound. Last time you saw me, you wanted to execute me. Beric, true enough, 
but the Lord of Light gave you the power to defeat me. Why? The Hound. I beat you because I'm better than you, Beric. I, uh, I was better than you before you started yammering about the Lord of Light, and I'm better than you now. Beric. Aye, you're probably right. You're a fighter. You were born a fighter. You always walked away from the fight. You, I'm sorry. You walked away from the fight. How, does, how did that go? Good and bad, young and old, the things we're fighting will destroy them all alike. You can still help a lot more than you've harmed, Clegane. It's not too late for you. And then we go to Bravos. <clears throat> so in Bravos, uh, Lady Crane enters uh, where Arya's sleeping. Uh, she goes to check on her and lovingly strokes her hair uh, out of her face. Uh, she then goes into, I don't know, the living room or the kitchen. Um, she's grabbing something off uh, one of the top steps. So she grabs a stool and reaches for it. And when she turns around, she notices a young man is in the room staring at her. It's Wafer. Uh, we, a clattering from the other room stirs Arya from her sleep. Uh, she walks into the other room to find Lady Crane in a bloody heap on the floor. Uh, Wafe walks out of the shadows. Uh, Wave says... If you'd have done your job, she would have died painlessly. Instead, and she points to the uh, carnage that she made, uh, the many-faced God was promised him. He must always receive what is what is his. Uh, you can't change that. I can't change that. No one can. And now he's been promised another name. And this is where uh, Arya turns and jumps and jumps out the window to land in the street below. Um, she uh, runs, wait, runs or, down, or jumping out of fucking buildings and shit. This is only like half a story. Okay. She's okay. She's, she's like a ninja now. She's like, she's cool. Oh, that's yeah. true. Okay. It, it was kind of cool because uh, uh, so Wave comes out of the building looking like the fucking T two Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Wave runs down the stairs to get to the street right after Arya does. Um, Arya is running through uh, the streets, bumping into a bunch of people. She gets to a bathhouse, uh, which is all steamy and full of half-naked men. Um, she's all paranoid around every corner. She eventually makes it uh, out of that when she gets chased by Waif and then makes this big leap off of a wall onto some stairs below. Uh, where a bunch of vendors have baskets of fruit, which she spills as she tumbles down the steps. Um, many of them are pissed off. Uh, as she falls... Wait, can I, uh, can I start ask something? Sure. Um, at what point does her pet monkey steal in a uh, <laughs> apple And does she meet in front of the yonder? <laughs> She meets some sort of princess. They jump together from one building to another. It just feels very, very familiar. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, so during her falling, she's reopened her wound on her stomach. So she's bleeding again. Um, she makes it down the steps uh, a little ahead of Waif. Um, she's obviously now hobbled, so she's kind of stumbling away as Waif 
uh, has her Terminator look on her face. Um, she goes down uh, an empty hallway and then down an empty set of stairs. And all the while, like I said, she's bloody. So she's kind of leaning on the wall and uh, bloody handprints, basically like a trail of breadcrumbs for Waif to follow. Um, Arya goes inside this uh, dark room with a single candle. And shortly after Waif uh, enters behind her, uh, she closes the door. And Arya is basically uh, in a heap on the floor on her knees. Um, Waif walks up, says, it will all be over soon. On your knees or on your feet. Uh, this is where Arya uh, is kneeling on top of something and she pulls out Needle. Uh, she stands and points Needle at Waif. Waif says, haven't we been over this already? That won't help you. And as Waif uh, determinedly walks towards Arya, she kind of gets this uh, zen look on her face um, as she cuts the candle, the lone candle in the room, uh, dropping the room into blackness. Um, then we go to uh, the house of... Black and that was getting so good why would they cut to something you have to ask them i don't know wow. uh, so back in the house of house of black and white uh jack and sees a trail of blood leading from the the main room remember with the poison pool uh down into the hall of faces um uh, it leads him eventually to this spot uh, in the wall where there's uh, a bloody, bloody face uh, that wasn't there before. Um, and Jack goes to stand in front of it. Uh, behind him, uh, pointing her sword at uh, Jack and his Arya. And this is where Arya says, you told her to kill me. Jack and says, yes, but here you are. And there she is. And then Jackin walks toward Arya until Needle touches his chest. He says, finally, a girl is no one. And then Arya says, the girl is Arya Stark of Winterfell, and I'm going home. Um, this is where Jackin kind of gets this smirk on his face, gives her a nod, and then she walks out of the Hall of Faces. Whoa. Yeah. And that's it. That's a badass ending. Yeah. Right? The many-faced god demanded a sacrifice, and Arya gave him one. Very cool. That was tight. So she's free to go home, right? Yeah. No one's going to stop her now. What, what else is going to happen? Oh, man. Um, I assume Daenerys is not going to be happy with the things that Tyrion has done. But um, ultimately, they're going to take off and head and start making their way to uh, uh, Westeros now. Um, or, I guess, I hope. Um, I don't know Oops, where we're so going with the tension between Cersei and Tommen. Um, but she does not lose. So I, I don't like anyone else's chances um against her um so you notice that he outlawed the uh trial, trial by, by combat, combat right? 
Yeah, meaning she can't pick the mountain on her behalf. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so so she has to she has to go to to trial and plan B. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I I don't know, I don't know what she will she will for sure have something up up her sleeve. Um, I I don't know. Um, I'm definitely interested by what by what Kyburn said. Yeah, uh, I want. I don't know where that's going. But um, I'm very interested to see where it goes. Um, the Jamie and Brienne stuff, whatever. I mean, I'm sure it's. I'm sure it was nice, you know, because Brienne is somebody that's easy to root for, and she looks happy when he's around. But I, I don't care. Um, uh, <laughs> she should just fuck Tormund and get it over with. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so wait. Next week is the episode, right? Number nine. All right. Can't wait. Why? What do you think's happening? Well, I know that it's called Battle of the Bastards. And I know that John and Sansa and whatever army they can muster are on their way to Winterfell. So I'm hopeful that this is the end for Ramsey. How mad would you be if he ended up on the throne? Um, okay, I'll, I'll just put it this way. If Ramsey makes it through season six, we don't need to even do season seven. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Deal. Deal. Um, Deal. Yeah. If he, like, maybe he makes it through next week, you know, it, 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 it won't, it, it could end with him, like, as, as their, as, as their prisoner or something. Um, and, uh, like, ultimate justice will be served when they, like, get Theon to come back so Theon can, like, chop off all of his limbs and then kill him or something. Um, but I'm, it should be over. For him next week and if it's not it will be right after that um yeah so yeah yeah so do you think this so what do you think will happen the following episode okay so i assume that this next one is like just a full-on battle episode so we're just gonna be with one story the entire time because that's how episode nines have kind of seemed to go and especially like big big battle episodes they don't seem to float anywhere else um so see so episode 10 will be like tying up all the other loose ends so we'll probably see like what happens with Cersei and Tommen um where is uh what what's next for Daenerys um where is Arya going i bet she's going to um cross some names off of her list that would be my assumption um what would really make me happy is if um she somehow is masked as one of the septons and then she kills cersei oh okay 
That'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Like right, right before trial, she like is, is um, that like, you know, it looks like one of, one of the septons is coming to get Cersei to bring her into the room or whatever. And then she just like slits her throat and then takes the mask off and it's Arya. That would be one of my favorite possibilities. Nice. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm really excited for next week. And then episode 10 is kind of up in the air. And like I said, I mean, if if Ramsey's alive, I just I'm, I am out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Out of the Loop podcast. Follow us on Instagram at OOTL podcast and on Twitter at OOTL podcast. Feel free to send us more emails at OOTLpod at gmail.com. Uh, this is always fun. I enjoy uh watching this show again explaining it to our good friend matt here um stay safe we still have the COVID stuff people seem to relax a little bit more and the states are starting to open up but still keep your hands clean your don't pick your nose don't eat it um keep your just be clean you know six feet apart two arm lengths or one you guys worried about like a, a relapse kind of thing yep yeah yep I think I'm very worried, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. as they open up stuff, people are like, oh, it's fine. And then, boom, it just spreads even faster, you know? Yeah. So I keep my ass at home. I take walks, but I make sure I'm a good 30 yards away from people. Yeah. All right, well, thank you again, and uh, winners come. coming.